Gig Gab, episode 416 for Monday, February 12th, National Lost Penny Day 2024. Folks, and welcome to or welcome back to Gig Gab, the show by, for, and about working musicians here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton, and uh, today my uh, my co-host is uh, none other than one of our favorites, Mike Schulte. Thanks for coming back. Co- I get to be a co-host officially. You're, you're, is it like you're, 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 you're yeah, you're a guest co-host. That's that's the way I think about co-host. this. Yeah, like a player coach. I used to watch indoor <laughs> soccer in St. Louis, and like where the coach is also a player. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're I, like, okay, fine, yeah. whatever. It's, I guess, it's, it's more that I think about this is, is you're a guest co-host as opposed to someone that I am interviewing on the show, ah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, because it, it's a different vibe. We're having a conversation, and it's, you know, it's a conversation that's kind of just ongoing. And so Here we go. We just go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a four-part the, series, <laughs> and, and the text trail keeps on going in between the episodes. I love it; it's great. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me again. It's always yeah, always a pleasure to be here. No, it's great. I I love having you, and everybody loves having you. I, I get lots of nice comments from folks about you, and I don't share the ones where they tell me never have that guy on again. So I, those are the ones I want to hear. I, I love know. negative feedback. I know you do. You 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 thrive on it. It's great. Have you seen what I've I, I just I once a month I just like to. It like feeds my soul if I can just get into like the CBC group and I can just post something that just kind of trolls. It just like as the comments like pile up, it just makes me I don't know. I just feel good about myself. So I love it. I love it. You like to feed the trolls. You, you don't like to feed the trolls. You like to be the troll. I, I'm being the troll by pretending that I'm not the troll. It's a weird game, you know, but it's man today. I, I said something. I ranked my top 10 Super Bowl halftime performances. And on okay. purpose, I put sure. all the ones that people in that group would not like at the beginning. <laughs> I put I put Prince at number seven. Oh, my God. Oh, Prince yeah. is number one. Blah. And so, yeah, 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 it just I needed to pick me up today. It's been a long couple of weeks. So that that gave me everything I needed. That's, OK, so you just you thrive on the uh, on the on the conflict of that. I do. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, better to do it there on social media where it's expected. I don't want to say it's accepted or good, but it is expected. Uh, better to do it there than, say, at home or something. Right. You know, like you, you get to be like you get to get it all out there and then you're nice with your family and your yeah, kids. Exactly. And all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. You're not trolling your band like you get along well with everybody in your band. I assume, you know, so <laughs> well, yeah. where I come from, like a, it's a term of endearment, like making fun of someone that you yeah. that you love and your friends with so we we give each other a lot of crap in our band at all times and it's just a term of endearment if somebody's not making fun of you like oh something's wrong then like, I don't know. then it's serious a disconnect here what happened yeah <laughs> yeah no that's good that's that's that 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 whatever that dynamic is that you have in your you know everybody has in their band like that it it's a special thing and it's interesting when people like outside of the band get a glimpse at that and don't don't understand it. I mean, those of us who are musicians, we see a band doing that and it's like, oh, I, I, I identify this. Right. And sometimes you can even sort of, you know, immerse yourself in it enough temporarily to to participate at the right level. But a lot of people are like, what's going on there? That's it. Those guys are those guys. OK, it's like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. We have, I mean, we have it out. We, I've said it before. The, the pork tornadoes are four of the best friends you will ever meet that are lucky enough to have found each other to be able to create what we've created. Cause I don't think we could have done it without being as close of friends as we are, but we, we have it out on some stuff. I mean, especially, um, this, this upcoming year is going to be probably our biggest and most demanding year. Uh, and we've got some, some, stuff that I can't say that's maybe going to sure. be happening that might even cause even more of a dynamic. And so every show we have a closed door, sit down, knock them, drag them out conversation that we have. We can't have these talks on text messages. I mean, I, I yeah. know that everybody's got their Slack threads and their texts, but sometimes you have to be in the same room and you have to have these. I've been feeling this way. We need to be worried about this. And and then you have that 30 minute conversation and then everything's great. And so we're, we make it a point to pretty much every after sound check, every show, we have a meeting with our front of house and our, our roadies and our techs and say, here's what's expected for today. And then we say, leave the room. We've got, we've got some conversations to have and door shuts and then we're, we're good to go. But that's the disadvantage of us not living in the same town and never practicing. So we, we kind of have to do those on show days. You know yeah, what I mean? But, but like, regardless of when your band has the opportunity to do that, I think this is really healthy and helpful uh, because, you know, I, as uh, people have heard me uh, repeat on the show many times, I love Timothy B. Schmidt's comment in that Eagles documentary where he says every band is on the verge of breaking up at all times. Right. Yes. And and there's truth to that. It, oh, you know, my God. Right. But like having the like almost scheduling, it sounds like you you guys do, you know, scheduling creating a place where you know that it's safe to have these conversations helps mitigate and, and sort of stave off the eventual breakup of the band, right? Like, you know, it's gonna every band is going to break up at yes. some point oh, yes. for, for one reason or another. I mean, if it's, you know, we've seen it when members pass away like that, yes. you know, that's, that's the ultimate one, but, but it often happens earlier than that. You know, that's usually not the reason. So, um, I think you're really smart to do that. How did that, I want to, I want to pull on this thread a little, like how did, did this happen organically and now you just sort of do it or did somebody say, Hey, wait, we got to talk about this. Yeah. It's, it's been kind of a, it's been ongoing, you know, where back in the day we did used to try to get together and, and rehearse and then life, life comes at you and people move further away. We all used to be in the same town at one point. Got it. Now okay. That's, now yeah. that's no longer. And, and as, as the, as the scale of shows get bigger, as the money involved gets bigger, as the amount of people who are going to benefit or negatively benefit from whatever happens at your upcoming shows begins to increase, you have to, you got to have those conversations. We've all been there on those text threads where maybe somebody gets busy and, and we're in the middle of this conversation and, and you think you piss somebody off or you think they're really mad and they're like, no, I just actually had to go. I was at the dentist. Like I, yeah. I couldn't read my phone, you know? Dude. So yeah, you know, and, and you, and the just, we're really bad. Like we know each other so well that we know how to push each other's buttons on text messages. And it's just like, we, we had a very knockdown, drag them out fight uh, a couple years ago that we're like, dudes, we gotta like, we all love each other. We yep. want this to last forever and we never want this to ever be a thing. Let's, let's, let's have honest conversations about things. And that's why bands are so much for nobody that's been in a band, 
it's it's like take your relationship with your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, and then multiply it by three, four, five, six, however many members you yeah. have in your band. Because simultaneously, yes, you're having a relationship with each member plus the benefit of the whole group. The collective, or the, yeah, the collective. it's 3D chess, man. Oh. Like it's yep. Yep. And, and you learn, and the longer you're in a band, you learn where you need to push, where you need to pull, uh, what you know right away. If you have an idea that you're like, they're all going to hate this, then why even bring it up? Like, <laughs> why even? Why are we wasting time on this? They're not going to want to cover this song. I'm not even going to tell them that I've already put the work in to try yep. to see if they'll love it. You know, like, let's just not even do this. Yep. No, I. It, this is really smart. It. It's. It. I, I mean, everybody who is in a marriage long enough. It starts to say, you know, relationships take work, right? I mean, you, it, it's because it's true and mm-hmm. you you figure it out one way or another, it seems, right? You know, what, well, one outcome or another, but you figure it out that you got to you got to put the work in. And of course, the same is true with a band. And 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 then you add the creative element. I mean, I've always I always thought it was weird. Like when I was in high school and I was in bands you know, just starting to play in bands and like, and I was also starting to like date and had like a serious girlfriend. I always thought it was weird that she wasn't jealous about the band and it, because it was like, this is just as intimate a thing, if not more intimate than our relationship. You like, I know she would be upset if I was like, hanging out with other girls like you but know. know but people that haven't been in bands don't understand they don't they know think, oh you just get up with your friends and play music it's like oh, i wish oh, it was that easy i wish it was that easy <laughs> yeah exactly what do we do how did we get to this point i never knew this was a thing <laughs> yeah so yeah it's true but that's really smart to just have have it you know as part of the schedule regardless of where it is yeah. i mean you guys have found the right spot in in your dynamic you know, carving that out, I think is really important. I, um, and, and avoiding the hard conversations via text. Ugh. I, I mentioned that, um, the, the wedding band that I have played in, uh, in the past, you know, for the, the past, whatever, five, six, seven years, whatever it is, uh, it, it is, is not happening. And there are a variety of reasons for it. The scheduling really was, it, I, I talked on the show about how, you know, trying to coordinate everybody's schedules. The, the band played for a while, then COVID happened and it didn't start playing right away after COVID. There was, it was basically last year was, was when things started to pick back up, but everybody else in the band, our, our, our band leader didn't play any other gigs but everybody else in the band kind of started finding things to to fill our our schedules and our time and then he started to push to get the band back together and we played some gigs but he got really frustrated that people had other things and and so that was i mean that was the stated reason for this but there was a text fight that happened and I, there, there's no reason to point it at anybody out, but you know, it was like, I can point, I can look at that fight and be like, okay, this, this happened three weeks before there was a gig that he tried to book that two people weren't available for. And he threw in the towel. It, like it all adds up together. Yeah. And that text fight was definitely the reason this band does not play anymore. Yeah. When I guarantee some of your listeners are, are like me, I'm the, like, I don't know, a little more, just my, my, I come up with all these ideas and I just think things are going to be great. And sometimes I don't think through 
what what it what it actually means to 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 come up with this great idea and then to implement it and so a lot of times and i can admit this you know like i i need to before i put work into something i need to these guys i i think it's a no-brainer oh yes we should do this yeah totally but they they can think on different wavelengths yes. and be like no 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 hold on hold on you haven't thought about this you're you're getting too excited wait 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 you know so and and vice versa too you know like I can talk one of them into something that maybe they they don't think is logistically possible I go no 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 we can do this so you 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 have so many I I hope you don't have a band full of the same personality of people because I it just oh. doesn't work that way that oh, that sounds no. like a recipe for disaster it, it's but, bad I I've I've been in bands with people who are enough like I mean no two people are yes. exactly the same but of course you know but but who have that who are similar to me and it's like I've learned it I've blown up bands because of that um, yes you know for sure hundred percent my fault absolutely. I've learned to recognize when this happens and it's like, Oh, yep. No, we just got to breathe right now that it it's okay, but we don't all need to be like right and yelling at the same time. Like, <laughs> well, it's such, it just brings it up. The, I, I, I just, every time we play a show or I think about what the pork tornadoes have done, like I'm just so unbelievably grateful for how, how we landed in this position to have these four people. Yeah. And it wasn't always like this. Like I've told you before, I wasn't the original drummer. Jerry, the keyboard guy was the last to join, you know, but Mason and Corey were always the the two guys in the band. And and then I'll look at other bands or I'll hear other stories about, oh, well, we all hate this guy. And, you know, yeah. like uh, this guy never does anything to help out and he doesn't do his part. I mean, it just, I'm so grateful. And, and it just brings up that ever long conversation of, how do you find the right people? And I don't know. I don't know how you do because we didn't know it was the right people. We just we just fell into it, and then it felt right. You know what I mean? That's a really good question. How how do you find the right bandmates? I don't have an answer for this either. I I don't know that there is one. Although I think part of it is identifying when either when you have exactly the right person or exactly the wrong person <laughs> and acknowledging that like, okay, this, I, this is great. Wait a minute. This is poison. I like this person can't be here anymore. And, and like I said, you know, there have been bands in the past that I've been in where I can look back and be like, Oh, look at that. I poisoned the, that. Well, like that I was, was the one, yeah. that was me. Like I, I, it's good that I'm not in, in that band anymore. You know, well, it's it, like, remember, uh, remember the video games, like the Madden games back in the day where you could build a player, like a custom player and it would have, <laughs> yeah. it would have 10 categories and you, you only had so many points you could work with. So you could load one up with a million and then the rest, you don't have any left. You don't have it's any kind of like that. I think it's like if you're building the perfect musician, uh, you know, skill level cannot be one one hundred. You, you don't can't spend all your points you on can't skill spend level. All that. So, but you don't want somebody that doesn't have any skills. Yeah. So you find that you find that slightly above average, maybe because they can get better at that. And yep. then th then how important is the hang? Like how I mean, you're spending so much downtime with these people that you got to like them. I mean, they, they can't be you can't spend it all on likability and then you don't have anything left for talent or I mean, what are the other ones? Maybe professionalism, yeah. uh, like cleanliness, <laughs> uh, timeliness, yeah. uh, how well off they are in their normal life. That's or true. How yeah. Much do they depend on this? Do they, so do they have reliable transportation? Right. Yes. It's like, I, I, I remember 
I was in a band. We were trying out bass players. I was not a decision maker, right? Mm -hmm. I, I was a, you know, a band member, but not the band leader. And I'll never forget. We were, you know, we had like five bass players that we were auditioning this one day at, at our guitar player, who was the band leader's house. And, uh, at the end of the day, you know, we were talking through things and I'm like, Oh, well, I, you know, I like that, that second guy. Like he seemed pretty good. And our guitar player, Keith was like, um, yeah, but did you see his car? And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I think I helped him like, you know, get his stuff out of it. He's like, that car won't make it to gigs this year. Mm. And I was like, I hate really? thinking that way, but you got to, right. I'm like, look at that. And he was right. <laughs> it was like, Oh yeah. I don't want to be at the gig and get the phone call. I mean, it can happen to any of us that our car yes. breaks down of course. and it will. And it, if it hasn't, it, you know, it will, if it has, it will again. Right. Yes. But you know, if you think it's definitely going to happen real soon and it does, and you don't have any reason to think that this is a temporary scenario, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, sorry. My car, my, you know, my reliable car is just getting new tires put on it. So I'm driving this beater that I own or, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, well that's, that's cool. But yeah. Well, maybe another one too is like gear, how, how good your gear is. Like, I don't want to say that that's a number one priority, but I was, maybe if you had to rate me, like back in the day, my gear was probably pretty low. I was not much of a gearhead guy, you yep. know, but you want, you got to have good equipment. You got to have the ability to see when you need new things and to upgrade this. And I, I very much turned into a gearhead because of this band, but that was something that maybe was lower on my, uh, my rating scale when I first uh, started yep. joining this band. Cause I come from the indie world, you know, yeah. where like, cool cool means bad <laughs> like bad gear means well it's cool it's, you know? yeah like, look yeah what this but, looks like but you know you it it's cool if your gear looks yes. like vintage in, in the right scenario like you can have like a guitar that's super worn or you, you know a, a snare drum that's that's clearly seen you know more road than than anybody else that's cool but the stuff needs to be reliable like you got to yes. be able to plug in that guitar and sound good and and have it work well it the sound yeah yeah that's one part but the other part is just like are the electronics reliable or are we going to yes. get to the gig and have you know because you know and spend an extra 30 minutes at soundcheck trying to figure out why your guitar can't plug in reliably like well, you know, or the snare strainer falls off or the bass drum pedal falls apart like the, you know all of these things and and that's the ability to have those conversations right our yeah. our singer guitar player mason is, a, is an incredible singer incredible guitar player but he used to play i'm not a guitar guy so I, somebody can go back in photos and sure. see, what, see what kind of guitars they are but he played these amazing sounding guitars that came out of tune every song yeah. And we were we were playing as a trio back then. That's when we were trying to get into these new towns. And so after every single song, we spent two to three minutes oh. tuning Mason's guitar. And, uh, you know, so we finally, it, it we made a good thing out of it because actually we started doing these things called tuning songs where maybe me and Corey would like start playing a song and then we would, I would rap something and then Mason would start going yep. and then boom. And that's how gangster's paradise actually came about into our set list. It was just a, by mistake, just yep. fun. But, but we had to sit him down one day and go, you're ruining the show. Like you're ruining any momentum that we ever get from any song that we play. Yep. You've got to get new guitars. And so, you know, he went on a journey and, yeah, has since bought a million guitars and and settled on something that uh, he plays. Uh, again, I'm not a guitar player. He's got these Jacksons now that have like 
the locking, the locking yeah. mechanism, the stuff and, that's built for the pros to use because yes. they they also need it to not go yes. out of tune all the time, <laughs> right? So right. yeah, you you got to be able to have those conversations to be like your your gear's not cutting it. You really need to buy something new. And I was always the guy and that would buy the middle of the road stuff. Yep. Full well knowing that in three months I it would I would upgrade to the pro level. Yeah. But it's like just just buy the just, just buy, buy the, the pro, pro level. Just just buy it now. And I yeah. I was not like that. And now I'm like that because you, you learn to be those conversations. Yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. You want it well. I mean, right, you don't want to impose on your bandmates mm-hmm. for sure. And as a bandmate, I don't want you imposing on me, you know, these t- these delays. Things will happen, of course, the one-offs. But when it's happening every gig, it's a problem. But it's also, like, it sucks for me. If I've got a piece of gear that doesn't set up Im- immediately, quickly, exactly the way I need it to, I replace it or I fix, I figure it yep. out because... I, I want to be able to get to the gig and get set up as efficiently as possible yep. because sometimes you don't have time to like get rolling when the, when the gig starts. So that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. 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 This is a good thing. I, I feedback at giggappodcast.com folks. I I'm, I really, I want it. Like, what do you look at in a bandmate and uh, when you're finding new bandmates, but then just having experienced bandmates, over the years folks what what have you learned and what would you change with the next ones if you <laughs> yes, could there you right? go. like that's that's and we we i don't know if i've said this enough on the show but it is often that we will obscure either the name or the location or both of of a listener question that comes in so that even though you know your bandmates listen we make sure that they don't uh <laughs> you know yeah so like the anonymous feature in these groups now that you can do that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But we don't even say that it's anonymous. Like we, we will always just assign a different name and something else so that you're not even left. Cause when you say, when we say, Oh yes, you know, Mr. Or Mrs. We don't know X from any town USA that piques your curiosity. It's like, wait, is that my bandmate? But if it's like, Tim from Des Moines wrote in and said, like, <laughs> nobody thinks about it. It's like, oh, I live in uh, I live in Miami. Like, there's no problem. So well, yep. it's a good way to, to hear those stories, though, and be like, is this me? You know, because like <laughs> you want to you want to see how you react to that. Yes. Like if, if this is a negative thought and you're like, oh, man, I've I've done that. Before. That might you be know, me. I've, yeah. It might be important to listen to. Yes. Yes. I have a, a, a scenario that I probably shouldn't talk about, but I'm going to. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> only they're, because they're, they're turning me. up their volume right that's now. right yes, yes, yes. yeah well it's it only because it's like a developing thing i uh you know I, I occasionally do some theater work and i always wind up being very particular about which shows i i pick and how they fit into my calendar like i will not pick a show that is you know six performances a week f- even for two weeks i wouldn't do that but certainly not some, you know, five to eight week run because I, I, that just doesn't fit into my world. Keeps me from doing other gigs, but it also keeps me from like living a life and having a job and those sorts of things. So I love the shows that are um, that happen. It, it, the, the term is in rep, right, with another show. So it's, you know, if the theater does six performances a weekend, if there's two shows that are in rep with each other, one might do three shows in a weekend and then you have a week off and things like that. So I really like those kinds of things. I, uh, I had two of those types of shows booked for, for this year and I needed, uh, one of the performances I 
coming up in this this spring, I needed a sub for you know the an afternoon show that I have another gig booked, which is fine. It's all good. There is a a list of drummers that this theater is uh um you know finds acceptable like has has already passed muster because if you're going to bring in a sub, it like. <laughs> the powers that be need to bless that oh, person. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, they, you know, it's like, Oh no, I got this guy. I mean, it, you can have that conversation, but it's better if it's like, it's this person, you know, and they're on your list and they've done shows there before. Like, like that's helpful. And so I, you know, I go to the list. I already know the people on the list. Cause we call each other to sub. And I ask one guy and he's like, no, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not available. Like, okay, fine. No problem. And I ask the next guy and he's like, um, I am playing that show. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like, well, this is interesting. Now you and I should talk like, because it's not your fault or my fault that this thing's double booked. Like we're not the people in charge here, you know? So, um, uh, so I, I, we reached out to the theater and the theater is like, Oh no, 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 no. Like Dave is the one we want for that show. We're sorry that this happened, but, uh, and then while we're having this conversation, I said, okay, so are you cool? Like, you're not pissed that they bumped you from this. He's like, no, no, no. Like, I get it. It's fine. No problem. I'm like, can you sub for me on, on this <laughs> afternoon? He's like, yes, I would love to. I'm like, whoo. All right. I great. Was planning on being there anyway. <laughs> I went, yes. It turns out it's open on my calendar still. <laughs> and then he asked me, Hey, um, just to make sure there's no other problems. You weren't thinking of doing uh, you weren't you hadn't talked to them about this other show. And I was like, yep, they booked me for that one, too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Uh, So that's the part of it that's developing. I have no idea. I told the theater. I was like, hey, look, I don't want to take money out of this guy's pocket. Either give him all the shows or split it. Give him one. Give me one. You pick. I, I, I truly don't care. I, I, I would love to play either one or both of these shows, but like, it's fine. Clearly somebody there, double book things, I, you know, take it out on me if you have to, it's totally fine. So well, that, it's a question of like, maybe there's a reason they, they don't want this guy. And then that changes your sub gig perhaps. Like they're like, don't ah, know. Actually, don't know. <laughs> yep. Yep. They did bless they... him as a sub for this. Okay. So okay, then yeah, then maybe they just something happened. And... I don't know. I, that's the thing. I I have learned, and this is true, more true in some theaters than other, but it is true in every theater. There is the drama department that happens because it's theater. Because it's uh, theater. Yes. And if you thought that being in a rock band had, came with drama, you were right. It does. And then. We go from beginner level drama to pro drama. And so I have learned playing theater and I've been playing theater gigs since I was in high school that I, I, if you've ever heard me say Dave bang drum, that (laughs) phrase grew out of the way I deal with theater shows. It is, I show up attachment, nothing. I show up and I play, I play, I, you will get the, I don't talk to anyone. (laughs) No, I mean, I'll talk because we're hanging out. Like it's fine. Like it'd be weird if I just like, sat in the corner but as soon as like the you know the drama and the politics come up it's like oh so anyway i gotta go later yes yep dude so i i played i played in marching man and pet band and everything in high school and then my senior year they asked me to uh fill in play drums for like whatever the spring production was for the drama club i was like oh dude yeah that sounds awesome let's play some drums and i'll never forget like you know going backstage like mid-show 
and seeing all these kids that, you know, like that I saw on high school on an everyday basis that you might consider like nerdy and quiet. And then like watching them, like they were like full on makeout sessions and they were like, Wah! and it was just like over the top. Like they were the rulers of this world. And I was like, where, Oh man, where, where am I? This is insane. I've never seen anything like this. You yep. know, it was, it was wild. I loved it. It's a, right. It's a different world. And it, it and it's great that like, as is true everywhere in life, you know, you, there is a spot for everyone yes. to be themselves. And, and that is a spot for, for lots. Of, and I can, I learned I could be myself there too, but it was, yeah, it was amazing. I got to float yeah. in. I, I didn't really have a spot. So I floated into yeah. every, all the spots and I loved it for different reasons. I mm -hmm. was in, I was in the band and theater world. I was in the sports world. I was in the, the jock, like cool kid world, you know? So I, I, I enjoyed being a part of all that in high yeah. school. And even, even today, I feel like I'm sort of that guy that's like, yeah, whatever. I can go yeah. into that group or that group or that group. What do you want to do? It, it taught me, I mean, I'm an introvert in, in yep. that I recharge my social batteries without other humans around. <laughs> uh, but I learned because of experiences like that and doing podcasts and all that stuff, I learned how not to be shy. I, yes. You know, it doesn't mean that it's my default. My default would be to sit home on the couch and do nothing. But yes. but I, I know how to be in, and in, even enjoy being out with people. I just, you know, I, after a certain amount of time, it's like, well, now I got to go home and recharge. It's fine. You know, <laughs> got to go. Bye. <laughs> I, I used to be the guy that's like, I want, I have, I have more friends than anyone. I know more people than everyone. And it just slowly changes the older you get, the more you're just like, no, I got these friends and, you know, I don't really want to go out tonight. And I mean, even just take the band, for example, we played in uh, Lake Okoboji. It's this big party lake uh, that we play at every year. We play once in the winter. They have a thing called winter games and once in the summer where we play in this outdoor venue. But in the old days, we used to go out to the bars afterwards and like stay up till four or five in the morning, meet, see everybody now. We, we over the microphone, we're like, we'll see you at the bars after this. And then we go Definitely to the hotel. Don't. I mean, we go right <laughs> to the hotel. And I think it's just a matter of this, this change in life. You know, we all have kids now. So these precious moments of being away from home, we miss our family, but also it's a chance to get eight hours of sleep without, yes. without interruption. And the shoot last weekend, me and the singer woke up. We both like jumped out of bed at 7 a.m. going, oh, oh. Cool. Nothing. Nothing. I'm not home right now. Nobody needs me right now. Back right back to sleep for like two hours uninterrupted. It was amazing. That's great. Yeah, I re I remember that. You remember with, those days? With, well, yeah, more for me with with uh, like conferences and trade shows for the yep. the you know the computer business that I that I have. Uh, it was the same kind of thing. It was like, oh wait a minute, like this is. I felt like I was I you know I was like cheating. It was like yep. I, I I'm cheating the system here. My wife's home with the kids and. I get to sleep all night. Like this is hey, amazing. You're working. You're working. Oh, I, yeah. No, stuff. look. Yeah, I, I mean, I, to do. Yeah, yeah. It, it like it was all fine, but it was like, is this fair? Is this okay? It, it feels weird. Doesn't it feels it? weird. Yeah, exactly. Of course, you miss being like I being home is like my favorite thing in the entire world right now with this little girl running around and yeah. like. But but you know I got got to go make some money. the the reason I'm here is to make some money so yes. that so that on Monday and Tuesday I can just sit at home and do nothing and yeah. hang out. You know, so that's. That's cool. Different priorities. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. Yes. It's, it's opportunity cost and priorities and all of those things. It's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. We had to have a conversation, maybe even to transition for you. We had to have a long conversation about, uh, the band got offered two flyout dates 
back to back. Uh, and you know, we live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We do not have a direct flight to anywhere. Of meaning, <laughs> uh, you know, we go to like Chicago, Denver, Dallas, and then it's like, you got to connect from there. And so we, we got scheduled for these two fly out dates, uh, where there it's a three day event. We got to fly in the day before, perform the show that day, fly out the next day. So right now we're scheduled to leave on a Tuesday to play on a Wednesday, to come home on a Thursday, to then the, the what, two days later on a Sunday, do the same thing to another place. Sunday, fly out, oh, play Monday, wow. come home on Tuesday. And, you know, five, six years ago, it was just like, oh, yeah, of course, go do it. Now it's the conversation of, well, you know, I'm going to be gone for a long time now. Is this, is everything okay at everyone's home for this? And, and the money, the money trumps everything. Ultimately, when you talk about this, uh, yes. our, our wives are so cool that the experience of it is still incredible too. For anybody out there that's never done like a flyout gig, it's one of the coolest things you'll ever do. You will feel like a rock star more than you ever have in your life. But yep. the logistics, the preparation, the time away that goes into these type of gigs is is insane. So yeah, we had to have that conversation at home just recently about that. Yeah, is it is this okay? Absolutely. So I I yeah, I definitely want to dig into this. Like how talk talk me through one of these and and if you don't mind talking about the money, I think that would be yeah. you know, from the because you know, if my guess is if you look at the budget without seeing the expense list for this, you'd think, oh, my God, look how much money you're making. It's like, well, you know, there's four, four people in how many. Well, it, it, yeah. Talk us through how many people in hotels and planes and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll pick you this one that's coming up here. Um, okay. it's, it's actually quite insane because you you view it from a perspective of of us and how much money they're going to spend to bring us there when we're going to a very populated city that I'm pretty sure has a band that is equally as good, if not better <laughs> than us, that probably has all their own gear that doesn't need to stay in a hotel that can be there and play the show and leave. So I don't know how, I mean, this is the advantage of being on a very reputable booking company is a lot of yeah. times these, these corporate events, you you got to think about it when you're you're getting booked for a corporate event. They just don't know anything. They just have somebody that's like, we need a band. And I heard this agency has good bands. So we'll just tell them that we need them. And who cares what the cost is? Because that's how they operate. Yes. And well, and they so, want they want a turnkey solution. Yes. And so it's call the booking agent. You, you know, here's what we need on this day, what we want. And tell me a number. And that's it. I don't want it. I like, I have a million other things to do. You solve this problem and it's worth and I, something. Yeah. And I think there's something special about it too. Like for instance, this one that we play every year, uh, there's something special in it. I think for them that they're like, Oh, we fly the, this is our favorite band from Iowa and we fly them out to Absolutely. play this really. So there's something to it. But if you do the math, like let's, let's talk this one in particular that's coming up. You've got five people because we bring our sound guy with us. It's very important. We're saying this sound guy has to come with us. We don't know who you have there and what you're promoting, yeah. but he's coming with. Got it. So we've got five round trip plane tickets. Again, not easy. One direct. We, we got at sure. least one, one stop everywhere. That's 3,500 bucks that they yep. are paying for. You say you pay for it. Uh, we'll book it and send you the bill. You, you reimburse. Yeah. Us. You reimburse. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Then we need, we need five hotel rooms. We're not bunking up. We need five hotel rooms in a nice place. 
one one for each person for two nights. Yep. Because uh, we're going to be there two nights, so that's twenty five hundred bucks that they will they will pay the tab for. Yeah. We've started to ask for um we we always ask for a per diem anyway anywhere we go, but because there are two different days now involved, we've started asking for that per diem every day for every person. So now you've got a a. a $500 a day per diem per person for five people per three days. Yep. That's $7,500 that they're like, here you go. We arrive, they go, there you go. Then you've got miscellaneous transportation. Um, you've got to hire companies to pick you up from the airport, take yes. you to where you need to go, take you back. We're not going to mess around with Uber. So that's maybe another 500 bucks. Plus the beauty of this is that we don't take anything with us. Um, so you go to these big, large metro areas you have like your SIRs. I was going to say, like do you that. use SIR? Yeah. Oh my God, they're amazing. SIR and they basically give you a menu. Like it's like you're at a restaurant. They're like, what drum set would you like? And what sizes would you like? And what symbols would you like? And you just, you say, I want this. And then you arrive <sighs> and they, and it is fully set up for you with a guy dedicated to help you out and anything that you need. We used That's to use SIR for um, when we did all those Macworld All-Star Band gigs. Yes. It, and it's so much better to use SIR than to, mm -hmm. e even if you have like local friends that yes. could loan you gear, because we did that too. And it sucks because you're like, well, it's a local friend. Yeah, I'm paying him, but I'll get, I'll help. I'll do it. And that, you know, it's like you're getting his drum set, not I want that Yamaha Birch kit tuned this way yes. with, right, with three cymbal stands, not just your two crappy cymbal stands, you know, like. It makes a huge difference. So oh yeah, what God. are you paying SIR? I, 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 in, and I don't know. I don't know the exact uh, cost on that. Um, I mean, that's that's paid by the by the purchaser. So yeah. we tell them what they want. They send the bill to the purchaser. It's, My guess is like what five grand? I, I don't no, know. No, I mean maybe we, not that much. We two, used three to, grand. We used to do for a seven piece band. Well, there were seven members, but two of them played. Two of them shared. So let's say for a five piece band, right? Uh, it would cost me for a one night gig. It would cost me uh, twelve hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah. I think was SIR. So I mean, but that was you know ten years ago. So yeah, yeah, twenty five hundred is probably what it is today. Yeah, yeah, maybe twenty five hundred, right. and that yeah. comes with the personnel to be with there. The to yes, ensure. that yeah, the twelve hundred bucks yeah. was with the personnel and 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 the, the sound system, obviously, right? Like that. Or, oh, or no, the club had the sound top. system, yeah. right? That's right. These are yep. private events, so these are like ballroom stuff. Yeah, so, so you're now, probably right. There's five grand worth of equipment rental yep. and and crew to to facilitate it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then you know, obviously on top of that, we need our performance fee. Uh, you know, so like so that's on top of your per diem. So yes, you're getting correct. a five hundred dollar per diem per, per band member, right? That's what you per person per day yep. plus a performance fee. Yeah, like and it. and then and then I mean you add that up. That's uh, I'll, I'll add it up. I, I got it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty five hundred. I didn't 7, say what the performance fee is. People no, can figure that out. No, guess, you didn't. But. Yeah, so it's nineteen grand. Um, yeah. Before before your performance fee. Yep, and and so if you think about it from that perspective, that seems that seems outrageous to spend this kind of money when when you could just give a local band probably like three grand, say show up with your gear and play. Um, but, but that's, that's the idea though, that you have to, th you have to think about in this corporate yeah. world. you got to think For, bigger. And if you, you don't, have to. if you don't think bigger and if you don't price it bigger, they will turn you down because they will think something is wrong. Weird, right? That's such a weird way to think about it. But it is true. 
You, yep. you and I would do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if we were buying um, a, a snare drum, right? I, I, in fact, I've been, I've been looking at, I want a piccolo snare largely because that one theater I mentioned, uh, it, it double booked a couple of people, uh, may or may not have double booked a couple of people. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Uh, it, a piccolo snare sounds much better in that room than okay. any other snare. It's bizarre. You wouldn't think that was the case, but that's the thing, right? Is And I don't have a piccolo snare. I've borrowed them. I've used other people's. And I was like, I got to get a piccolo snare. But I'm only probably only ever going to use it in this theater. So right. certainly I could I could find a piccolo snare for $1,500. I could probably find one for 15000 if I wanted. But you can find a decent, like a name brand reliable known to be reliable drum for probably 300 bucks right like yeah. that that's about what you you'd pay for like a a pearl or you know something like that on amazon i can find a piccolo snare for 44 dollars <laughs> and instantly my thought is there's something wrong with it yes <laughs> right but but uh, you, you know, it might be fine. I it don't know. Might Maybe be. somebody stole a truckload of piccolo snares and they're like, it might be bucks, fine. Whatever. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the same thing with those microphones that, like, you know, there's, there's the $50 Behringer that is yep. the clone of the $200 microphone and they sound just as good as one another. So it's like, which, which way do you go? I, well, like, it, I, it, yeah, you know, you, but I was shy, but I'm shying away from this $44 drum when, I probably should just order it. I mean, just, it's Amazon. It's I can return it. You're going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. What, do I want to carry it around and throw it around in the car and have it fall apart? No, because it will. But you yeah. know, if, if I know where it's going to be, forty-four bucks. You know, even but even that, with what the theater pays, that's less than I'll I'll make at one performance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and and that's to your testament too. Like you know, if if these corporate events are expecting high dollar stuff and you got to charge that but we ask ourselves the question for every show going into every year we tell our booking agent as long as we can each individually walk away with this much money at a minimum dollar you can book the show yeah uh you know and so we there's never a conversation like if you have a date off you put it in the calendar if it's not our agent gets a request for this day the money's good and nobody says off they they book it there's no conversation whatsoever so these dates you, just show up without show up. them at, i mean you've already put your blackout dates in and then that's yeah. that and and that that's the thing about corporate events is is yeah this is this is going to be you have to say we need to make this much money or else because it yeah. is a lo- it is a long trip you're away from home it, the, the funness of it is so cool to like, oh, we're flying to play a gig. But at the same time, it's still a corporate event. It's still going to be terrible. Like, yes, nobody's nobody's going to care that we that we're there. Nope. Um, yeah. And, and you're and you're spending all this time in airports. So you still have to just set set that price for whatever gig it is, whether it's a corporate event, a bar gig or whatever, and say that unless you reach this dollar amount, we are OK not playing the show. Yep. And, and I think a lot of people need to think that mentality when they're pricing their band out. Um, there's obviously those special occasions that says, Oh my God, well, Taylor Swift wants you to open. Yeah. We'll do it for free. Five grand. Yeah, yeah. Like fine. Okay. Yeah. We'll do it. You know, but that's where your agent or whoever's in charge of your band should understand that unless there's something weird about this, I'm either booking it or not booking it with no conversation. We, we, yeah. I'm, we've already laid the ground rules. I, they have autonomy now to operate within, within that. Yeah. It, the wedding band that, that, that fell apart, it might come back together. Like yeah. I, I, but you know, that wedding band that fell apart, we had that absolutely in the band. It was three fifty a person for a, for a not flyaway. This was like, you know, within, you know, a two hour, maybe 90, yep. I, I think it was a two hour drive from home. 
you know, 350 per person. <laughs> just be clear on this, you yeah. know, three. Oh yeah. I was, I was with you. Yeah. I know you were with me. I was just making sure everybody's <laughs> with us, you know, 350 per person net. Like, you know, after we yes. would, we would factor in uh fuel, you know, at all. So it'd be net. You are getting back home with 350 bucks after expenses. And, and, and a lot of the gigs were more than that, of course, but it, the, for the few times where, we got something that, or you know, Gary, or the guitar player who led the band, got something that would only have paid us say two fifty. He would reach out and say, yep. "Hey, yep, here's why I would like to do this, but you know, it's less than what we. It's less than the bar, so you know, this is how we deal with that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and for anybody out there that isn't maybe in charge of booking, uh, that that is putting their hat into the flyout corporate world, just understand that. That these fly-in dates require a lot more work than than any other gig that you will ever do. The the preparation, the making sure that everybody's triple checking their gear list and saying these are the things I need and the, what they've provided is because you'll arrive at that gig and they won't. They're like, well, you didn't ask for that, and then. Yep. Then what happens? You know, coordinating. Yeah, drummers don't forget <laughs> to ask for a stool. A stool, a drum key, just like the little things. Yes. Just ask for it. And in dealing with these uh, timelines, you've all dealt with weddings and corporate events and their small, short windows of times. So, I mean, you everything's amplified for these kind of shows, arriving a day early, having a backup plan if if planes don't do what they're supposed to. So yeah, there's just weather. understand that yep. you do need to you do need to ask for a lot more money because you are worth it. And the amount of time you're going to spend, the amount of time away you're going to be from home. These are these are worth it, and I I you don't and, don't uh, and it's it needs to be worth it to you. And yes. if you can't yet wrap your head around that, like if this is your first gig that's you know paying high dollar, then don't worry about it seeming like it's more than you think you're worth. Think about put yourself as best you can in the shoes of the person who's hiring you. Yep, they they wanted and that turnkey operation where you just magically appear and play the gig and leave, right? Like that's what they want. And so think about what it's worth to them and help that justify it in your head that, yeah, this, this is a a fair wage to, to, yeah. Well, interestingly enough, that actually kind of leads into something else. I think I talked to you last time about how we were going in the studio. Yes. To record. uh, So some, some, uh, some base, some, some like basic tracks. Yeah. No, we we just ran through our entire set and individually tracked everything in a studio so that we now have stems of everything. Right, right? Ste- stem tracks, yeah. But but you're playing all these to a click, right? Yeah, yeah. So our, our entire show is to a click. Got uh, it, got it. There, okay. it. It will always be that way. It's always that way. And so we knew that if we went in the studio, we recorded everything to our normal Ableton click session, Yep. that now we'll have stems of everything. And that in the future, there may be a day that <laughs> the, the singer like breaks his arm and now he can't play guitar and, and yeah. we need guitar in the show. And, or there might be a day where the keyboard player can't make the show and, but we, we need his parts and we want it in there. We are nowhere near vain enough to think that if someone is standing in the crowd going, well, I hear keyboards. Where are the keyboard players? Yeah. Who cares? I don't care about that guy at all. We're, we're here. No, that's for not the- who you are. That's not no. your, your target market, right? I mean, you're correct. Some bands that is absolutely yes. the target market, right? Yes. Where, like, I mean, we had Brad Maddox on last week, right? And, and he talked about how, because of COVID when they started, I think it was that Florence and the machine tour, yeah. they had to get a sub guitar player 
who only played 80% of the show, but thankfully they had stem tracks. And so they played the other thing that works for Florence and the machine. He also did sound for rush. That would not have worked for rush. Right. Like, but because the target market is different and you, you know that going in, it's totally okay. Yep. Well, and and so we're glad we did it because, um, there's possibility of two of these shows. One of them being one of these flyout dates that, uh, we would not be able to take because uh, it's possible the bass player may not be able to make one of those shows. And so so the future is now. (laughs) Had we not done this, uh, we wouldn't be able to take the show, but we're just waiting on their clarification for them to say, yeah, we don't care. Who cares how many members you have? Just make the show sound good. And if they say, yeah, then um, I will be inserting a a channel full of bass tracks that have already been pre-recorded that will be ready to go and we'll play along to it as if there was a guy standing next to us playing bass guitar. So the, uh, the plot thickens, I will have more to talk about next. Yeah. Time, so if you, I, I, I want to tug on this thread too, because this is interesting. I, will you rehearse without the bass player, but with the tracks so that you have confidence going on stage that this is actually going to work out? Well, Unfortunately, we will not be able to rehearse or or even have a show prior to this. Oh um, man! And okay, so uh, me being the guy that uh, overstresses about everything, I will one hundred percent sit down in my basement and play along to every single song of these once I finished it and put the bass in there. Okay, and make sure that it's doing so, what okay. it needs to do. Yeah, I will. I have to, or else I will be a wreck going into this show if I don't know that it's where it's supposed to be. But yeah, we. You will not be able to play along to that to that at all without a bass player other than in the moment. Here we go. Probably not even a sound check. So yep. <laughs> we're, we're going to do it. But that, <laughs> that, that's the comfort level that, that yeah. we've built in this band. Like we can't. I don't know if I could do this with anyone else other than these guys who yeah. have been playing with this many shows for this long, you know. Yep. And I have trust that that they will do their. They'll do their diligence. homework, yes, too. Exactly. Sure. Yes, of course. Of course. Right. But still. Like there are dice being rolled, and I I love oh, that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, and I guess I guess might as well do it at a corporate event where nobody's going to be paying attention or caring. I guess you know what? I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, if the bass were to drop out, let's say, right? Let's the, just pretend. Let's ju- and I'm going to knock on wood for you. Good. You know, but let's say the bass drops out. Okay, well, you know, there's still drums going. There's still somebody singing, and I put that yep. in, in the reverse order. It's you know, there's still a singer. singing. Good. That's most important. Drums probably second yeah. most important because if the drums were to drop out, th- that would be super noticeable, yes. right? You know, people would be like, "What happened here?" But, you know, but other than that, for a corporate gig, like you're, you're kind of okay. Like you have some instrument right. playing chords, that, which you've got a keyboard and guitar, so you guys will know. And that one guy in the crowd will know and be like, oh, this is interesting. But yep. that one guy in the crowd will probably be like, this is interesting, not, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Unless it turns out he's the one that stroked the check. Yes, correct. And that, <laughs> and that is, again, why you always do your due diligence. We we yeah. bring this. We brought this up to them ahead of time. That yes. said, my friends, you you hired us for this, but we may not be able to provide what you asked for. Are we okay? Is yep. everything fine? You don't you don't just show up and be like, I thought you had four well, the one guy couldn't make it. Oh, okay. oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No surprises. That that's another thing. Like you can show up to a club gig, you know, that that you play this club, you know, six times a year, and you show up and it's like, Oh yeah, well, we're confident that we can put on a good show, but 
yeah, our keyboard player can't make it tonight, so but it's going to be fine. Okay. It's, yeah. okay, fine. They know you. They trust you. It's all good. You can you can surprise a club with that. I would never surprise a wedding with anything like that. Uh-oh. Corporate gig, like they know what they hired. Now they might be okay with it. To you yeah. know, to your point, but you reach out at, in advance to the event planner and spell out. Okay, we have we have a problem and a solution. Yes. It, right. The key is that you follow it with a solution. That's, and that and that was this why we did this whole thing cuz like w- the stakes get so high that yeah. what if you have to make the call that goes we don't have a bass player so we can't play your wedding that's been planned for 2 years. Yep. Uh, and what? and by the way it's 2 days from now. Yes. Sorry. Like that's uh, where where we can say hey, you know that guy Corey, he's pretty cool. I know you like him a lot. Uh, I know he sings a couple songs but he can't be here tonight. But we are going to put on the exact same show that we planned because here's what we have planned. We have the bass tracks. Everything's fine. Here's the no backup one will care. plan. Yep. Yeah. So so that's why we did it just because stakes get. I mean, to your point, go back uh, 10 years or eight years ago when our singer got picked to be on The Voice. Yeah. He had to go out to L.A. for 30 days uh, and and do his rehearsals with the band and get ready for the of live course. show. And so we had we had a gig in a local bar in the middle of this and we couldn't and first of all we couldn't tell anyone where he was contractually so guess what we did we just brought in another singer and guitar player who just was like hey what's up and he just played he just sang the songs and played with us this is back when nobody would have known or cared nobody knew nobody cared in fact some people were like oh wow i didn't realize that mason can play the piano too it's like well well, he can't because that wasn't Mason. he's not here that's right (laughs) Well, and, and, but there's a lesson there for everybody too. If you do have a sub, either say nothing about it. That my default recommendation would be don't acknowledge Mm -hmm. it at all. If you choose to acknowledge it as make it realize that it is now part of the show, Uh right? Like if you're going to talk about it during the show, it is part of the show and make it be a showman about it. Like, isn't this amazing? We have this guy. If it were me, I'd probably let six to eight songs go by before I knew how things were going, before I told (laughs) anybody on the other side of the fourth wall what was happening. Because if it's kind of train wrecky, we're not going to acknowledge why. Nope. (laughs) Move along. But if it's move along, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and don't you think that's true for like technical difficulties on any stage? Like technical difficulties, anything. Absolutely. Just don't don't say anything. The, most people don't know if you're having a problem yes. with one of your amps cutting in and out or whatever. Most people just don't know. And if you tell them, "Sorry, we're having technical difficulties here," then all of a sudden everybody's like, "Well, wait, what's going on? What's happening? I want to yes. see what what's the." If you don't say anything, they don't know any better. No, usually, I mean, if it's something usually. dramatic, like okay, <laughs> yeah. well, that's the thing. No, there's a um. Uh, you know, doing theater work, you you, you just even by osmosis, uh, you know, watching actors get coached, uh, you learn some things. And, and there's a, a very basic like 101 thing that is taught to anyone who works on stage in a theater. And that is if you drop something, pick it up. You know, you, you are being watched by everyone and I've seen it happen, and I, I remember watching a high school performance where someone was, like, messing with pills on the table, right? And one of the pills dropped and fell on the floor. And I know they knew it, 
because I knew it from, yep. you know, a hundred feet away. Yep. And at that moment, the only thing I can do is <laughs> look at the stupid pill on the floor. I'm not listening to the dialogue. I'm definitely not watching what the actors are doing. You know, you're super distracted by this thing. And it's like, how are they ignoring this? Why are they ignoring it? I know why they're, they're trying to pretend it didn't happen. That wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, no. Right. But if, if that person had just picked it up, like you would. It was part if, of the show. Yes. And it it's becomes part of that performance. It's yeah. just like, yes, this is how it worked. Because that's what you would do. If you were counting out pills on a table and one fell on the floor, you just pick it up in, in the middle of your conversation. It's no big deal. Those kinds. I, I had a, a drumstick fall off the drum kit. This last show that I, that last theater show that I did, there was a moment where it was like a show about a band. It's a show called Passing Strange. And, uh, there was uh, one song in the show that I did not play drums for. One of the actors played drums for it. And it was really interesting watching somebody else. That's not a drummer bash on my drums. Right. You know, but as, as that song ends, I have to like go and sit down at the drums and play the next song, you know? And uh, he put my sticks down one night and they like rolled all over the stage. Yep. yep. <laughs> and certainly I could have just grabbed new sticks from the kit. But first of but all, it's like, somebody's going to trip over those things out there because they're not expecting them rolling around. And secondly, everyone in the theater sees exactly what just happened. The drums are yep. upstage center. This is not hidden or obscured in any way. So I just took a different route to my drum stool and grabbed the two sticks that were rolling around on the stage and sat down and played. You know, it's like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, yeah. Yeah. We we always have a funny joke that whether it whether people know it or not, if if someone, let's say... Let's say Mason's playing the guitar solo and hits like a wrong note or a wrong chord. Corey will turn around and go over to his amp and pretend like he's messing with knobs on his amp and then turn around and go, hey, you're good. And Mason will go, okay, thanks. You know, like most musicians <laughs> will be like, that's not how that works. But a lot of times the people in the crowd have no clue. They don't know. That's all. great. I like that. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Hold if on you're... a second. Let me hit this amp here. Oh, yep. You're good. And like now overly acknowledged to him. Be like, hey, I fixed. I fixed what you, what happened to you yep. right there. <laughs> yep. No, that's the thing. Yeah. If you're going to acknowledge it again, yes. just know that you have now made it part of the show. Yep. Right. So if, if whatever happened made itself part of the show, know that too. Like, you know, if, if the vocals cut out during, you know, a chorus or something because there was some technical issue. All right. Well, that's something that everyone yeah. knows, you know, mm -hmm. like, so you're going to have to sort of deal with that and address it or, or not, but it became part of the show, but no, whether it's part of the show or not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like it. It's good <laughs> advice, man. It's good. Well, as always, there are a million things that um, I still on the list that I would love to keep talking about, but uh, which means, you know, we'll, yes. we'll have to have you back. So I love, well, you know, obviously I like to talk, so I'm I've, sure I've, your audience has figured that out. I've recognized this. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, Oh, people need to hear what I have to say. And it's like, huh, do they really, man? <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, I, working so hard. That's my new year's resolution is to just like, maybe talk a little slower, maybe like just be a little bit better about what I, what information I'm putting in the world, but it, it hasn't worked out. We're uh, 45 days in. It hasn't worked out very yeah, well. It hasn't. I've been, I've, no. I've, I've made that resolution. Well, I make that resolution every time. I come home from like being somewhere where I talked and realized that I just said a bunch of stupid stuff and maybe it would have been better if I said less. Yeah. And just maybe talk less. Talk less. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. When, no. when is Paul coming back? Is, is he like ne the next episode? He I is. I Paul is, is yes. on Monday. Yep. 
Yeah, it's going to be fun because, like, by the way, I think it's gone pretty well. Have you felt that having all these different guests has been a fun experience? Oh, and listeners have enjoyed it. It's fantastic, and I and I I like there there are a few of you that are at least in my head in in the regular rotation. I mean, for you for with you, it's obvious to the listeners that you are, but. Like uh, Dallas Corbin, my friend Dave Dave Brunyak, he's going to be yep. in the in the rotation a little bit more too. Billy will be in the rotation, and uh, and there's a couple more that that I think will will kind of get mixed in. And in addition, I like having kind of the you know the one off guests like we had uh, Frank Warringer, the um, yeah the audiologist. Like that was great. I I wouldn't want that once a month, but y- y- you know like every like as as a as a resource to tap. Fantastic. Having Brad last week, it was you know that kind of thing you know, a couple times a year is great. So yeah, no, I, it's going it, to be fun to hear what Paul, what Paul I can't has wait. to say about it. And what, I know he's been listening, I'm sure. And yep. just maybe what, how he feels it's going, if he yep. misses it kind of a thing, I, I bet he's going to be pretty happy to be on and just to be like energized a little bit. You know? I, yeah. I, he and I, I mean, we still text all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's not like I, I, I keep <laughs> saying this because I know it's, it's easy to assume that there was some F you moment There was not. I mean, well, Paul and I have had a lot of FU moments over the years. We've been friends for decades. Uh, I say a lot. We've had a handful of them because it's how it works. It's how it's how buddies kind of deal with stuff. Um, But this was not one of the the result of one of those. This truly was was a good thing. Yeah, this was just face value. You know, exactly as we told everybody, Paul's work schedule made it that he wasn't enjoying. He wasn't looking forward to doing the show. He yep. always enjoyed doing the show, but it, it the way the schedule worked out, it yep. really became kind of a negative thing for him and and neither one of us wanted that. So that's nope. that's 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 where this came from was okay, you know, and 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 I'm I'm thankful that he uh it not only has you know our our friendship and the respect that comes along with that with me, but respects the show enough to to be to to you know, give me his blessing to keep doing yeah. it. Um, because he, you know, he, I mean, he and I created this together. If, if yeah. he had said, I, I don't want this to go on. If you want to do a music podcast, you got to do something else. Okay. I'd have been like, Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Do so, you think you would have uh, started something new or do you think you would have said, okay, that's good enough for a while. <laughs> um, I would have wanted to start something new, whether <laughs> I would have started something new or not is a, I think I probably would have, I really enjoy doing this. It, yeah. It it keeps my head in the music world in a way that I've found selfishly I've found to be really helpful for me and and I know everybody who listens loves it too so yeah. I, like both of those things combined I probably would have done something I would have kept kept something going but I'm you know and 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 I did I mean here we are yeah yeah so well it's, yeah, yeah. I, I said it, I say it all the time uh, you you and the rare few other really good music podcasts out there it's it's an every week i look forward to when an episode pops up it's just part of my weekly routine so yeah. we're we're happy that you and everybody else keeps going because that's that's what we need in our world yeah well you're part of it man like i i'm i am thankful that you help us keep going here so yeah. part of the gig gab fam- we're all part of the gig gab family yeah right? yeah 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 folks Feedback at giggabpodcast.com is where you will send in your questions, thoughts. If you've got an idea about somebody that we could have on the show, if you think you're someone that would be good to be on the show, Frank Wardinger, the audiologist, is a listener. Uh, he reached out to me. I had someone else booked that week. And in the course of 90 minutes, Frank reached out to me and said, I think I'd be great for the show. And 
90 minutes later, the guy who I had booked for that Thursday's recording bailed on me. And it was like, opportunity Perfect. knocks. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it And does. it worked out great. Like, he was awesome. That so, was awesome. Uh, yeah. It was like, all right, cool. So, yeah. Um, where can people find you, Mike? What's the What's yeah. the best place? Just look up. I'll tell you what. Look up my two big projects. Look up the Pork Tornadoes. Yep. Find us on any social media app, uh, porktornadoes.com, or look up my podcast if you're looking for some movies to talk about. Classic movies, Confused Breakfast. Awesome. Confusedbreakfast.com. Those are the two. Those, who cares about me? You're just going to see <laughs> cat and baby photos on my Instagram. So just go look at my band and my podcast. There you go. That's it. Thanks, Mike. This has been a blast, my friend. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for doing this. What a blast. What are uh, You got three words to share with everybody, man? The pork tornadoes. <laughs> How about oh, always no. be performing? Always be performing. I thought you were talking about some other three words. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>